joining us right now is Governor Chris Christie. Governor, I've interviewed you before and at a time in which the polls weren't moving, but you kept working. Now I'm interviewing you at a time in which you've rocketed up in New Hampshire, a solid second place. Is that a relief? It feels good. You know, it's a reward, I think, for hard work and for being the guy who's really put forward specific ideas that are going to bring results for the American people. And I think people are recognizing, especially now, that I'm the person on that stage that is best prepared, based on my experience as a federal prosecutor and as a governor, to be able to keep our country safe and secure. You also got some key endorsements in Iowa, but you don't have that number movement yet. Where are you at with Iowa in terms of focus? You can't be in all 50 states. No, listen, I'll be back in Iowa right after Christmas. Um, We're going to New Hampshire tomorrow, and we'll be in New Hampshire for four days. Then we'll take uh, a few days off to celebrate Christmas with the family. Um, And then on the 27th of December, we'll be back in Iowa. We'll we'll be uh, there for three days. All right, Governor Christie, i got to bring you to something I noticed. First, when you were on the the pregame debate with Bobby Jindal, he called you out. You 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 complimented him and ignored it. And then there was this moment in Tuesday's debate. I think when we think about the judgment of someone who might want World War III, we might think about someone who might shut down a bridge because they don't like their friends. They don't want to, you know, they want to get a Democrat. So I think we need to be very careful. Governor Christie. Well, Wolf, I'll tell you what reckless is. What reckless is is calling Assad a reformer. (laughs) What reckless is is allowing Russia to come into Crimea and Ukraine. What reckless is is inviting Russia into Syria to team with Iran. That is reckless. And the reckless people are the folks in the White House right now. Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton are. Governor, uh, how hard was it not to go back at Rand Paul, who clearly was baiting you? Not at all, Brian, because I'm running for president of the United States, and I'm not worried about the small stuff. And Rand Paul is the small stuff. But that wasn't the case in your first debate. He called you out, and you went right back at him. Well, that was on an issue, though. That was on an issue that was really important. And, and let's think about that first debate. He said that I was overreacting to his vote against, um, you know, killing the NSA metadata program and that I was trying to scare people. Well, people are scared now. Back in August, I had the foresight and the experience to know that we need every intelligence tool we can get to be able to protect ourselves against ISIS and other terrorist forces in the world. Senator Paul disagreed. Let's see who was right. Uh, Governor Christie, our guest. I, but, I mean, your, your gut is always, I watch in the town halls, I see the raw footage, it's must-see TV. It seems as though you're trying to, tell me if I'm wrong here, because you're not shy, uh, you, seem, <laughs> you seem as determined to show the American people uh, you're a guy that does, can keep cool under fire. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's what people want from a president. They want someone who's strong and tough, which I've shown them I can be, but they also want someone who is not, you know, reacting loudly and crazily to every insult. I mean, listen, when you're president of the United States, you're going to get insulted a lot, and you can't react to every insult. Um, You've got to have the resolve to know that what you're doing in your heart and in your mind is right and continue to move forward. And uh, I'm not going to respond to every insult. If I did, I mean, geez, Brian, I live in New Jersey. If I responded to every insult, uh, all I'd be doing is responding. Well, that's true. Uh, Governor, I've got to bring you to something else that's been written up, and I I wouldn't know uh, personally, but they say you've been so focused on the first two states, New Hampshire in particular, you don't have the infrastructure for the next states, the SEC, uh, the so-called SEC uh, primary day, and, you know, Florida and South Carolina. Uh, Is that correct to a degree? 
No, incorrect. I mean, listen, we've got great friends and great supporters in South Carolina, in Mississippi, in Alabama, in Georgia. The Speaker of the House in Georgia uh, is supporting us. Um, we've got great support in Mississippi and in South Carolina. And we'll continue to do really well in those states after New Hampshire. But here's the deal, Brian. It, you know, with 14 people in the race, you have to do well in Iowa or New Hampshire or you can't go on. And so, of course, most of my attention is going to be on Iowa and New Hampshire. And anybody who doesn't could find themselves out of the race. They may be planning for future states, but they won't make it there because they haven't done well enough in Iowa and New Hampshire to be able to sustain support from their, uh, from their supporters around the country. So I'm working on Iowa and New Hampshire. We've got plenty of supporters in those states. And believe me, when we do well in Iowa and New Hampshire, um, there are going to be people coming out of the woodwork in those states um, to help us become president. Is second place good enough in New Hampshire? Depends. You know, I, I was told by a very wise guy in, um, in New Hampshire who's been around Republican politics for 40 years that the first polls that really count in New Hampshire are in mid-January. And so I'm going to see where we are then, and then I'll be happy to come back on your show and tell you what my expectation is for myself. But right now, you know, we've been consistently in the top three, and that's a good thing. Uh, yesterday, Vladimir Putin, in a press conference, praised Donald Trump uh, as, as in, in, in a way in which— uh, he couldn't get any more flamboyant. Donald Trump said this in response, cut 15. Well, I welcome it. I think it's great. I think that's what should be happening. I mean, his dislike for President Obama, and it's a mutual thing, is uh, terrible. It's, uh, that's why you see all the conflict, all the problems, all the hatred. We should be able to work. If we can't work with Russia, that's not a good thing. And uh, I'm greatly honored by his statement. I think it's terrific. Would you be honored by an endorsement from Vladimir Putin? You know, listen, I, I'm not looking for an endorsement from somebody who can't vote. <laughs> I want endorsements for people who can vote. Vladimir Putin's not going to have a vote for president of the United States. But, I mean, he's a guy who assassinates his enemies, who has invaded a country we told him not to, annexed an area we told him he shouldn't, gone into Syria without telling us. Uh, he's, he's selling a, a weapons defense system to Iran. I mean, is that a guy that you, you think it's right for any Republican or Democrat to accept that endorsement? I wouldn't want the endorsement, Brian, not for five seconds. Let's talk about the Syrian refugees. You said you're going to have a you, you don't want these. You're going to make a move to make sure the New Jersey doesn't get any of these Syrian refugees because you can't vet them. They've admitted they can't be vetted. But you haven't offered a directive yet. Is that correct? As governor That's of New not Jersey? true. I sent a letter out making it very clear to people that we didn't want them. But here's the problem, Brian. The federal government can override us. And they are. The president has made it clear he's not going to listen to any request from any governor not to accept these folks. And since immigration is still a federal issue, um, the fact is that they're going to be able to continue to do what they're doing, despite the objections not only from me, but from many other governors around the country. Uh, yeah, they, but the, the letter that was put out, but was there any follow-up since then? There's no reason. I sent a letter, Brian. There's nothing else for me to do. I've said I object. I said I don't want them. But, you know, I saw that story. There's no there's, – it's, it's written by an ignorant person who doesn't understand the way it works. I've said – I've made my, my feelings very plain to the federal government, and the federal government has responded by saying that they're going to continue to place refugees. President Assad talked to Dutch TV, and I don't get Dutch TV on my cable, so I'm going to go have to, Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, here's cut 25, Assad talking through an interpreter. Secretary Kerry said, well, maybe not immediately, and we're not looking for regime change. <laughs> Even the French are now saying uh, the president may be part of a solution. Uh, your luck seems to be changing. Thank you for them to say that. I was packing my luggage. Oh, I had to leave. <laughs> now I can stay. <laughs> we never care about whatever they say. They've been saying the same for four years now. 
I, I thought, uh, number one, behind the scenes, different from in front of the camera. Uh, Governor Christie, is it okay for Assad to stay? He's a murderer. And he has caused enormous unrest, and I think he's a major contributor um, to the creation of ISIS because of his treatment of Sunnis in his country um, at the encouragement of the Shia regime in Iran. And, you know, Assad is not an appropriate person to be leading any kind of civilized country. Uh, when, we get, when we get back from Christmas, uh, there's going to be possibly a, a, another way, another network to decide how we get people on stage. How hard is it? to stand out with nine people, knowing that the person who talked the most was Ted Cruz at seven minutes and 50 seconds. I think you're around five minutes. Do you hope to get this thing pared down? Do you need that to happen? No, I think the voters should pare it down, Brian. I quite frankly don't think, with all due respect to your employer and, and the other networks, that you all should be deciding who's going to be the next candidate for president of the United States. And you shouldn't be deciding it by polls, um, which change on a dime. Um, the fact is the voters should make that change. And if there has to be nine people on stage until Iowa and New Hampshire or eight or whatever, um, I don't think that's a big problem. I really don't. And I don't and I honestly don't believe that networks should be making that call. Who are the networks to decide who should be the next president of the United States? Let's let people vote. When people vote, this field will winnow. And we're only six weeks away from that now. So what's the rush? Well, let me ask you, how do you do it then? Yeah, how many, 13 people left? How do you do it? Now, listen, Brian, I just don't believe the network should be making that, th those choices to winnow further. Um, you know, it's not there. It, you know, the American people, by and large, don't trust the media. Um, and they certainly don't want the media deciding who they get to hear from. And so, you know, in my view, um, we continue, you know, the, 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 uh, the main debate and undercard debates have worked. You saw I was on the undercard debate once. I didn't lack for attention. Right. You know, the fact is that this system is working. Let it continue to work. Um, and people are getting impressions of candidates and all the rest. And so I don't believe that, you know, a group of people on, you know, 6th Avenue in New York should be deciding, you know, who the, the, the American people get to hear. So well, it's not their call. Well, Governor, one thing I can say, we have something in common. You ready? Yes. Uh, we have the same guy playing us on Saturday Night Live, and I want to get your unbiased <laughs> opinion on who does a better job imitating who, and I'm going to play both cuts and you make the call. You ready? Okay. Here's Bobby Moynihan playing me. You know that the speaker doesn't actually have to be a member of Congress? Oh. It can be anybody. Folks have thrown out names like Mitt Romney and Newt Gingrich. Oh, I don't know about him. That's the man who stole Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> love to see Tim Tebow. Oh, solid, solid. What yeah. about Buzz Aldrin? Wow, that's a real hero. Yeah, yeah, he is great in all three Toy Story movies. <laughs> okay, that's one. <laughs> that, stop laughing. You should not. All right, now here is uh, Governor Christie portrayed with Greta Van Susteren being mocked. Okay, now Greta Van Susteren. Tonight, joining us now via satellite is Governor Chris Christie. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Governor Christie, your reaction? All right, look, this guy Trump is a clown, okay? He's a total joke. The last thing anyone wants is some loudmouth bully from the tri-state area who hurls insults at people like a fat-headed jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Governor, your unbiased opinion. Who does a better job? How does Bobby Moynihan do? That's neck and neck, but um, I think he does you better, Brian. <laughs> yeah. be, I'd rather be the dumb guy than you be the guy from the uh, from the area. That's good. The jabroni, I think, was the, was, the, was the phrase he used. Jabroni. I haven't heard that one in a long time. Right. And by the way, yeah, but he, you were calling him that. I would say this. I have yet to see you attack Donald Trump, though. 
Oh, sure. Listen, I've disagreed with Donald over and over again. I said he was wrong on uh, barring Muslims from the United States. We've disagreed a number of times. You know, I disagree with the substance of it. I don't name call. But having, there's no reason right. to do that. I there's agree. no reason to name call with him. I think he's wrong on those issues. I've told him that. I've said it out loud. Um, but there's no reason to get into name calling in this business. We've got enough problems. All right, uh, Governor Christie, I think uh, you you have a five-day sprint, and then it's uh, Christmas. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I just think no one can—people can vote for you or not vote for you, but no one could ever criticize your work ethic. We're working hard, Brian, and that's what you have to do to become president of the United States. And, and it's not going to get any easier once I win. Uh, the job is a hard job, but you know what? Um, I know I'm ready to help keep the American people safe and secure. I know I'm better prepared than anybody on that stage, and you know I'm the best person to prosecute the case against Hillary Clinton next fall. So I'm ready to go. Go get him, Governor Christie. Thanks so much. Brian, Merry Christmas. The same to you and your family.